Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we talk about the classic 90s anime Sailor Moon. and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And we're at the end of a season, folks. So filler episodes are done, and we are in the episode where things are happening. Unfortunately, those things do involve the horse. Uh, I don't like the horse, Jordan. Who does? Why didn't you tell me there was a horse? You know I had never watched these episodes before. We, I think we did allude to the horse many times, if you go back. I, th- I think you did. But I, look, I always say I don't want spoilers, but I feel like I could have gotten a warning about the, the horse. I, I think we used the words horse boyfriend many times. Yeah. Yeah, but I never really listened to you. You talk. I believe you. Especially ever. Let's, let's, let's talk about this, though. Hey, do we have a guest this time? No, it's just you and me. Okay, you're a liar. Yeah, because everybody does. Everybody want just dudes talking about this stuff. No, no. Of course, we have a guest, as we do in every episode. She is back from last week's episode to talk to us again. Lauren Reyes. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi. You got a cheer. Cheering, cheering. Um, that was the uh. Oh, I was ah, man. I was gonna try to allude to the name of the Riverdale cheer squad, and I couldn't remember what they are called. The River Vixens. <laughs> oh, right, the River Vixens. Yes. Chris is an honorary River Vixen. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I think we all know that I'm the HBIC of this podcast, Jordan. <laughs> oh, Lauren, who between me and Jordan, who's the Betty and who's the Veronica? <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, do I have to answer this question? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're an expert. You've heard every episode, so you know. I know. Let me think about it. Maybe it's the episode. All right. We'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, Lauren. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Thank I hope you. you're doing well. I am. Normally, this is the part of the show where I ask people if they have any recent Sailor Moon developments in their lives. <laughs> but instead, I think we're going to go with and talk to you for a little bit about an old Sailor Moon development in your life. <laughs> but I mean, you could ask first, just in case. Was there anything new? Do you have any recent uh, uh, Sailor Moon developments? Ish, kind of. I mean, there were kind of cheating. I actually went to the Juban District earlier this year. Oh. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I didn't expect to be there, but I ended up there. <laughs> and it was, I felt really cool to like walk around and just kind of see what inspired this whole neighborhood. And, or Fall into a coma. Fall into a coma, you know, peak energy, all that good stuff. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, I guess more recently, though, usually I had a deadline actually today. So usually whenever I work super late, like up until four or five o'clock in the morning, I like to binge watch Sailor Moon. So I actually binged all of season three of Crystal. Nice. While working, it's kind of like my favorite thing to do. That's when, that's every, when everybody says it gets good, right? It's so good. I could watch it over. I feel like that is the epitome of what Sailor Moon, the Sailor Moon anime should have always been. Wow. So, so, so good. Yeah. That's strong. That is a strong statement. 
They captured all of the core essential emotions of the manga. Like I even think it did it better than even had the manga like tried was doing it. Wow. That's kind of how I hold it to really high regard. It's so good. So I could watch it over and over again. I got tired of it. See, that's why we should do all Crystal right. next, Chris. Yeah. I okay. Look, we've got an we've got I, I was going to make a big deal about next uh, th- these next 50 episodes being our final season. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> well, what I meant. We'll never do that. But look, we all know we all know we're not going away. We might take a, a couple weeks off. Oh. But I do... Fine, and you guys have to come back because I still look forward to hearing you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so take much. Take your break, come back, and we'll be good for the next couple of years. Well, the thing is this. I want to do Pretty Guardian, mm-hmm. the 2003 live-action tokusatsu style show which is about 50 episodes mm-hmm. yeah it's quite because it only ran for one year mm-hmm. one year of weekly episodes jordan wants to do crystal and so i think we like i i think both of us are convincible yeah, right but i'm right because we can watch crystal we can also watch pretty guardian no I'm not sure where you would it's find those available. episodes oh, yeah. anymore. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> don't, don't worry about where we're going to find it. Oh, jeez. I mean, if you're using the 2004 method, I'm sure it's still doable. <laughs> Just not legal. Jordan, I don't know why you don't want to see Sailor Luna. That's because I've seen pictures and it's it's a corruption right. of the, the, the wonderfulness <laughs> of Luna. Mm, I feel like you. I feel like you would love it. Um... Before we get into to your uh, thing that we're going to talk about, Lauren, I do want to point out, uh, I figured out if I get a Sailor Moon tattoo, I know what I'm going to get. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, well, I don't want to say it on the show. Oh. Because I think it's a pretty good idea. But if, if, if Jake will uh, just patch in uh, a, any Sailor Moon says from, from the first season into this. Uh, I will tell you too. Okay. Sometimes the hardest thing in the world is believing in yourself. Especially when your grades are <laughs> less than stellar. Or you're kind of clumsy. But you never know what the real you can do. Set your mind and heart on it, and anything is possible. <laughs> huh. Lauren, you're curiously silent about that. <laughs> no, I'm just absor- I'm just observing. <laughs> it's a good idea. Okay, that was, a, that was a big pause there. Now I'm second guessing myself. Are we back from Jake editing it out? Yes, I think so. So we can all agree. Great. Tattoo. Yeah, that's great. I mean, listen, I like Mamoru, but Topless Mamoru. I don't remember him being in the show, but well, Topless and Bottomless. <laughs> just just a rose. <laughs> down there just mask hat rose that's where i'm at nice (laughs) nice all right so lauren (laughs) let's i would love to talk about this wonderful gift you have given us my this super embarrassing gift that i just gave you guys i unearthed it from my childhood bedroom (laughs) so do you want to give us a a preamble like where it came from what inspired it yeah um so i mentioned in the last episode um that I had a group of friends who I sort of assigned Sailor Scouts to. Mm-hmm. This was back in like 97, 98. I was nine or 10 years old. Every recess time, and this is when I was like really, like when my obsession really started, when I started watching the deep dub and everything. So I got all of my friends to start watching it. 
uh, coincidentally, we had a group of five and I, you know, I assigned Sailor Scouts to everybody and every recess hour we had, we had, um, I think an hour lunch break out in the yard where we went to school. And I was like, we have to have a Sailor Moon play. Like we have an hour, let's do this. So they were all, I don't know why, but they were all down for it. I created the script and I literally printed out everyone their own copy, highlighted it with whoever their character was, and we would literally act it out in the schoolyard. So that was sort that was kind of like our fifth or sixth grade lunch hour for at least a year. And it kind of expanded upon that after until you know we got kind of older. But I was doing Sailor Moon plays with them. I made them take tests. I used to create all these tests that I can't find, but Sailor Moon quizzes and I would like make them draw these characters. So I was I feel like I was quite a tyrant, maybe, but so what I sent Jordan and Chris is a script that I actually wrote myself based on the last few episodes of the Sailor Moon series where they were fighting the Doom and Gloom girls and so, um, where everyone pretty much just like dies. <laughs> and so this is a scan of an actual physical document. You could, It's got creases and everything, <laughs> staples in the corner. It's highlighted for, for Amy's parts, not Ami, but Amy yeah. because it was the Dicta. Mm-hmm. Why Amy does it, Anderson. Well, yes. Why does it say mommy at the top? <laughs> so in, in addition to playing Sailor Moon, we were also always playing house. So I was the mom okay. in my group. <laughs> and it's really funny. <laughs> so everyone also had their nicknames on each of their scripts. So like there was one who, one of my uh, best friends still to this day, her name is Kim, but we she was the cat. So we called her Kit. Actually, we still call each other. You our- made someone play the cat? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, this is how very type A I've I still am. Cats are cool, dude. She's just a cat. I still call her Kit. It's actually <laughs> the nickname still lived. She actually still calls me a variation of this nickname. So it's Mommy? it's lived on. She calls me um, me M-E-E. Oh, it's literally it's stick with me since we're 30, 31 now. So it's been my, my nickname forever. Nice. That is truly delightful. I love <laughs> all of this. Uh, my favorite part here. Uh, all of it, but go is, ahead. I mean, all of it's very good. But the part where uh, Sailor Mercury is killed by a doom and gloom girl, uh, and she says, uh, she says, you guys, I'll be with Lita. Take care. So even, even at that young age, you intuited the so, relationship. That's not what it means. But there's, there's a lot of, listen, so how old were you again? Nine or ten years old, at that's least. That's amazing. There's a lot of great, I always think, I th- <laughs> I think we should make children write things much more because I, it's always hilarious. Um, I love this. <laughs> I, I like that. Look, I also think we should get children to write things more, but that's because I think writing is a valuable skill. And totally, totally. It teaches a love of language and learning. Jordan just wants to dunk on children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the freaking best. Uh, it starts, Ray, so we're going to meet Beryl. Lita, yeah, can't wait. <laughs> She's very excited about it. It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, we're we're definitely performing this <laughs> right now. For Patreon. No, 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 no. We'll 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 arrange a time. Okay. Because look, uh, it is currently nine fifty-seven p.m. I have been awake since six a.m. Heard of it? So I'm I'm in a hurry. I don't know what that means, folks. Which is good because not much happens in this episode. <laughs> Uh, it's it is uh, Sailor Moon gets the sneezes. Like there's so many wonderful, ridiculous <laughs> things in here that are great. 
I had to condense it. We only had an hour to do it. Sure. 30 minutes to practice and an hour to perform. And perform to nobody. It was just to perform to each other. <laughs> uh, I like this stage direction. Queen Beryl becomes strong and big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, God. I just remember the <sighs> Queen Beryl was like our biggest, like the, the, the tallest girl, I think, that I, we made Queen Beryl in our group. Taller than the one who was playing Mako. <laughs> So did you have to go find like a sixth girl? No, I mean, luckily we were already a group. I guess we were our own little clique in that great. And we did have a tuxedo mask, but he was sort of in and out. Um, sure. I think he was kind of he'd dating. just show up and be like, <laughs> now, Lauren. Yeah, basically. He'd like have a pseudo rose and then walk away. Basically in character already. Nice. And then I remember actually this time I had um, an... 1995 there was a sailor moon windows game that was released it was super like i don't know very very beta and i just remember <laughs> that it was a lot of basically it was just a lot of music videos and puzzles and the thing the thing that i found so great about it was that they had everyone's transformation sequences in this game so i was able to watch it over and over again and by watching that over and over i was trying to direct my friends how to do their transformation sequences also during oh this god movie. i love this yeah i think nice. we've talked about that game before because we've gone and looked it up and i do not believe it is currently runnable on any computer <laughs> yeah i think we had that i think that that's the one that uh, Devin had yeah, yeah. Uh, the, i know we've talked about like, it. Like, it was very american and yeah cd-rom all these like great compilations exactly. and pre-youtube type of music videos <laughs> oh extremely good well, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing this. Like, look, I love talking to people about how much they love Sailor Moon when they were a kid. I love talking to people about how much they, they you know, carried Sailor Moon with them in their lives, or even if they came to Sailor Moon as an adult and what it means to them now and how they encountered it. There is nothing I love more than getting someone's thing they made when they were a child <laughs> about Sailor Moon. It's my favorite thing we do on this show. Oh, God. It reminds me of this thing that I did when I was in middle school, they were going to have a talent show and me and three of my friends said, Oh, let's totally do a, like a, like a scene where, <laughs> where, uh, we're that you're Batman, you're the Joker or you're Batman, you're Robin, you're, I'm the Joker and you'll be the henchman and we'll do this thing. And we thought in our heads, this is going to be amazing. And I'm thankfully we did such a lousy job that we didn't even plan like well enough to try out properly. Uh, so instead we just like got up for during tryouts and we're just like completely embarrassed ourselves in front of a very small group of people doing nothing, do, doing like, Oh, Oh, why you Poof, like fake punching each other and then being like, okay, thanks. Thanks kids. That sounds amazing. You did a much better job of it than I did. So <laughs> what I'm saying, you actually wrote a script. We didn't get that far. Of course you wanted to be the Joker. At the time. Edge Lord Jordan At White. the time. I'm over it. I'm not the Joker anymore. Hey, it makes for good memories now. You remember it, but in great detail. All right. So do we want to talk about uh, this episode? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get on into it. All right, y'all. It's episode 162 of Sailor Moon Supers. We are closing in. I think we've got uh, four more after this, and that is the end of Supers. We will be into the final season of Sailor Moon. 
and uh, it's going to be fun. But for right now, we are watching The Source of Darkness, Dead Moon Circus. Jordan. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I guess I need to do the other thing that I do, right? Oh, sure. I mean, it's up to you. You could do it before or after. Either way. Uh, it, it was written by Ryori Yamaguchi, directed by Yuji Endo. The animation director was Minako Ito, and it originally aired on February 3rd, 1996. And you know what that means? It's almost it's just after groundhog's day it's almost my mom's birthday okay no i did not know that there I, there was no way for me to know that well now you know so you can get her something nice and then i won't have to great jordan yeah it's not called the dead moon circus no in the clover way version is it not i know that what are they called is, is it not i don't know it probably is actually well, I'm guessing that the words Dead Moon Circus are not in this episode title, if you do not know. They aren't. So, uh, yes, it's, it's, people on Twitter, at least one person was saying that they did like the acting out of H. Reginald Cloverway. Uh, and I was like, yeah, but didn't we do it wrong? Like, shouldn't I be H. Reginald Cloverway going, <laughs> come up with a title to please me, and you have to try to think of that title? First of all, you ordering me to please you is the subject of a sailor business fanfic. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I created Reginald H. Cloverway, sole creation, Chris Sims, TM, TM, TM. I thought it was H. Reginald Cloverway. It might be. It's all of them. <laughs> okay. And they are all my sole creations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did all the work on there. Don't, I will sue you. I mean, don't you dare. There, it was the name of a company, Cloverway. Mm, I don't think it was. I think I came up with it. Mm -hmm. All right. I spelled it with two R's. Oh, Clo Cloverway. Yeah, H. Reginald Cloverway. I'm... Like he's a clone in a Star Wars novel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's expanded universe. Yeah, that's that's sea level canon, baby. I'm talking about Joris Kabaeth. <laughs> God, I wasted my youth. So, Jordan, uh, I'm going to guess The Mirror Revealed. No, come on. No? No. It's um, like what you were gonna say a good title. That's why it was wrong. Dream of a horse. Nope. There's no dream. There's no horse. Um, okay, let's see if I can get you there. Ah, uh, this is gonna be tough. So the bad guys are a circus, nominally, but yes. When it's when it's the hour of the performance, you call that what? The hour showtime. Showtime. Ah, okay, that's the first part. Okay. And the second part sounds a lot like it showtime blow time okay no you changed the wrong part show showtime show crime <laughs> it doesn't rhyme <laughs> showtime show something yes showtime showdown yes Yay. that's not bad that is not a bad title <laughs> except that it, it's not really showtime <laughs> i mean it kind of is they do like the circus does start in on a, on a performance uh does it yeah we get like a whole parade of weird circus dudes yeah, in the middle of the town look jordan the, the sailor moon is weird that's not h reginald cloverway's fault he's doing his best with what he's got here okay okay and uh i also realized when i was typing about h reginald cloverway and i agree abbreviated it that he was hrc which i was like that's weird anyway Go ahead. I'm with H. Reginald Cloverway. 
right. So, so where do we begin with this? Like this, I mean, look, we can get this done real quick and I can just go to bed. Uh, the final stuff starts and no, Rini gets her mirror not enough. Out the end. No, we're going to, I know where we should start. Okay. The beginning. Why though? Do we have to? It's a very nice place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yes, uh, if you do not remember from last time, there are creepy spider webs covering all of Tokyo, which I assume were not there when you went, Laura. No, <laughs> I went in the winter at that time too, so it wasn't spider season. Well, well, yeah, well, there aren't supposed to be spiders then. <laughs> now, it, we start with a, a scene that was from the end of last episode. Yeah, they're doing a recap with yeah, Memo having a heart attack. And I can't remember. Did this scene in the previous episode have a weird jazz jam going on under it? <laughs> uh, I do not recall. I, I don't remember either. <laughs> uh, but it, it sure does this time. <laughs> like, it really does. Very He's, smooth piano jazz going on. It's it's a real waltz for Akiko. <laughs> no so then the eclipse starts happening again and they're like do you think this is that thing they were talking about where the darkness would come i yeah i do i like how i i believe it's ami who says hey there's not supposed to be an eclipse for a real long time which i like because that means someone's keeping track of that shit because <laughs> they know they know it is not good yeah 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 so then the horse shows up and he says your princess is in another castle I love it when people show up and tell superheroes not to go be superheroes. That's my favorite thing. I know, I felt like this wasn't necessary, but whatever. I mean, the season you mean, or? <laughs> <laughs> I meant the scene. <laughs> the scene. Yeah, very little of this is necessary, even by Sailor Moon standards. Um, hey, spoiler, this is not a really good episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's not, but I did... This is going to sound really backhanded, and it is. If this episode was about 10 minutes long, it would be pretty good. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Yeah. Like, it, it takes way too long for very little to happen. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to be There's a lot of stuff that I actually really like in this episode, oh. and I think is is cool and fun. Well, but, it, like, it it takes a while to get to it, and it takes a while to get through everything else. I look forward to hearing what that stuff is. Yeah. So... Yeah, the horse says, listen, don't go fight the bad guys. And everybody yeah, goes, whoa, and then, whoa, 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 And then Makoto goes, are you implying we don't have the power to fight them? And she looks angry, which is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that is very funny. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? I can fucking kick your ass right now. But in fact, oh, and, and, and of course, uh, what's her name? Chibi runs up and is like, hey, baby. I know. Yeah, she runs up to the horse. I don't <laughs> understand why he's a horse. Can we have we talked about that? Why no. is he a horse? No, there's no because it's a dream. Yeah. Why isn't he a boy? He should be a boy. And but and but listen, can I even boy should be in heavy quotes? <laughs> I mean, look, if he's just a weird interdimensional boy with a horn, then I think this makes a lot more sense. Uh, which what part? I mean, the part where mainly the part where he's a horse is the part I have a problem with, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, listen, he's Dream of the Endless. Uh, he's more, he's, well, I mean, I guess Daniel is Dream, but he's a little more yeah. like Daniel. He's got Daniel's yes. look. Yes. And he rules the dream world, and he's in everyone's dreams and protects everyone's dreams. Like, 
Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm for the record, if you are a fan of my other podcasts, I am not going to do my uh bad impression of Neil Gaiman, which I think is the funniest thing in the world, but it's only funny to me and the other people I do podcasts with, so you'll just have to listen to those instead. Oh. Noted. It's a story about stories, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's it. That's my bad Neil Gaiman impression. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so anyway. Uh Takeuchi. Greater than symbol Neil Gaiman, by the way. Just hey, do your up. Neil Gaiman impression. There, I do not have such a thing, nor would I presume. <laughs> she is a perfect angel, and we love her. That I didn't. You don't love Neil Gaiman, though. Eh. All right, he's okay. So, so listen. He's like going, "Hey, guys, no, you're not going to beat them. They're unbeatable. They can't die as long as there are shards of." people's dreams left or some bullshit like that they will live on whatever the fuck that means (laughs) this is a setup that i really like because i always like it in any superhero story like one one of the little superhero tropes that always gets me is when someone's like hey you can't beat them and then somebody else is like yeah i'm gonna though which is every story about ben Grimm. it's every story about spider-man i love that story but it's I don't understand the logic here, and I don't know whose fault that is. Maybe it's mine. No. Maybe it's no, mine. But no. also, you don't understand it, Jordan. Lauren, thoughts? No, I mean, no. <laughs> I think it's just used to fill up the episode. <laughs> this, this season is incoherent. It is. But I mean, like, this is a good idea. No. Right? Like, no, it is. It is. Listen. Okay. I know it is, because this is the exact idea in... Dark Knight's Metal from DC Comic, my favorite crossover of the year. No, it's not. Uh, it, no, he, Pegasus says, uh, he says they can't be beaten by brute force because they are monsters born of the remnants of dreams uh-huh. uh, discarded by people who forgot what it means to dream. That's poorly phrased, but the idea of them being these creatures that spring from unfulfilled dreams, I think is really cool. Like these, like if they're all the ambitions of people who, like, you know, threw their dreams away, yeah, and then they're locked in these, you know, these bad lives and not living up to their potential. That's a really cool idea, I think. Uh, I don't. Here's why I don't think so because it doesn't translate to anything concrete. In the previous season, they're talking about uh, pure hearts, and. Yes, there was a little bit of mishy mushiness of like, what do they mean? Does it mean like- there was a lot of mishy mushiness, if you want to call it that? Yes, yes. There's like, are they talking about hearts? Are they talking about just like souls? What are they talking about? But but it doesn't really matter in the end because what what it ends up being is you just kind of say whatever it is. There is an energy inside of every person, and they want to steal it. So that's all that matters. Yeah, but okay. Whereas, but, wait, hold on, and that's the case okay, ahead, in season ahead. one, and that's kind of the case in every season. We're we're just stealing energy from people. We're just stealing an energy from a people. In this one, the difference is they're going, yeah, beautiful dreams have to do with it, but that's not. It's not just a, a source of energy in a person because having a beautiful dreams means you can have a horse in you, and also the bad guys are made out of dreams, and also they come from dreams, and they're going to come here, and they're going to do to us what they did to Dream World. What what does any of that mean? Okay, look, you are correct. <laughs> None of it makes <laughs> sense, but I do. But 
counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> this is a world where destiny is real, right? Sure. A crystal clear destiny is real. Yeah, Memuro man, yeah. and Usagi, destined moon lovers. They have a destiny. Absolutely. She is Princess Serenity reincarnated over and over and over, and presumably uh-huh. passed down to her child from the future. We know there is destiny because there is a future child who exists. That's true. But that means that like everybody's role in life is also kind of predetermined. And mm-hmm. I like the idea that like if you are locked into that predetermination, what happens to all of your dreams that don't have to do with that? What happens to Ami wanting to be a doctor? Yeah, that's not what this is about. <laughs> but it You're could right. be. That's a much better show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's... Evil Doctor Ami comes and goes. I want revenge for my the death of my dream. Yeah, that's which would be great. which would be Dark Knight's Middle, where Batman <laughs> fights a bunch of Batman from the Bad Idea worlds. It's okay. Great. That's great. That's not this in any capacity. It's the, the, not, but it's so close that it could be. <laughs> like, that's, no, what, that's what I'm saying. Is this good? No, of course it's not. Have you heard the last 40 fucking episodes of this show? <laughs> but the way it's explained here makes me wish that it was living up to that potential. Because also, that would tie in to the Amazonist Quartet. Because we know from the manga... That they are Chibi's Sailor Scouts, right? Mm-hmm. But why does Chibi have Sailor Scouts when these five Sailor Scouts are functionally immortal? Like, they don't have a role. They don't have a thing to do. That that role is never going to be passed down to them. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, you're absolutely right. But that being said, we are like, we're bringing in like five different non-textural sources. Oh, oh no, no, no. Look, it's bad. I'm just saying that it could be good with very little work. I... Well, no. I mean, you'd have to rewrite every episode. Well, yeah, which they should have done, because this is a bad season. That's a lot of work. <laughs> oh, absolutely, but that's a lot of you work. You don't seem to think rewrites are a lot of work when you make me do it. <laughs> have you ever turned in anything as bad as this season? That would honestly be on you to judge. <laughs> I don't think I'll so. I'll tell you later. Uh, no, you haven't. Merry X-Men Christmas uh, special, available now, everybody. It's great. Better than Sailor Moon Supers. You heard it here first. <laughs> Lauren, d- d- is any of what I'm saying making sense to you? It does. But I think... <laughs> no, you're 100% right. But I think it's like this show, this series season tried to overcompensate, I think. I, obviously. I think it just fell short on all spectrums of what you're saying, Chris, of what it could have been. I like When I watched this, I, honestly, I only watched... Super S once when it was on the Cloverway run. So when I watched it again, you know, for doing the podcast, it was like I just took everything at face value. I couldn't think beyond it because it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it is it's look, it's a grinder. It is a this grinder. This season is a grinder. But we had the conversation uh a couple episodes ago of do we even like Sailor Moon? At this point, and is Sailor yes. Moon even good? And you know, you and I really kind of got into it, Jordan. It is still good. No, but but that's the thing. I think it is because even when Sailor Moon is bad, and this season has been bad, it still has that core of something good in it. There's always a good idea in there, and the frustrating thing about the show, in addition to the horse is that it is not it's ignoring its own really good idea i no here's what i think no i think you're wrong (laughs) because i think i think it they just had a really bad idea for the entire season 
did it. And then at some point, at at some point they were writing this episode and went, let's just throw in an idea. And it was like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. does that mean? Nothing. Yeah, but that had to come from somewhere. Yes, whoever wrote it. Well, he's, but he just came up with a fun little idea. Yeah, because because the dream mirrors mirrors are not really a thing in the manga, so this is definitely a new idea. Just like all the other seasons where they had the the heart crystals and the energy thing in Stars too, they have their own version of this. So it's like they like to do this sort of thing every season. So does that mean this is down to Ryota Yamaguchi? For like coming just up, coming with, up with like trying to come up with a way to tie it yeah. all in. Because look, I can tell you as someone who has written a handful of superhero stories, sometimes you figure it out on page eighteen. Yeah, that's what I think is happening. I think, I mean, listen, because 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 it, they're a fucking circus. I don't think anybody was like, what? What's the next? What's the next villain? Well, I know what they'll be. They'll be like shattered remnants of dreams who become a circus no they were just like they're gonna be a fucking creepy circus what are they after dreams cool right and then at some point a zillion episodes into it somebody went why is the circus what is going on and they they threw out this neat idea that they're the leftovers of dreams but really i again i think that's just there to say that's why you can't beat them because there's always going to be pieces of dreams which which also still means nothing. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. <laughs> but how good would that line be if someone was like, look, for every reality, there's an infinite number of realities that don't happen. Yeah. And these are those broken realities, the ones that, that can't is... exist. That's so good, though. That's metal. That's not this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Dark Knight's metal, which is extremely good. I highly recommend it. You know, I never finished it. I, uh, maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, it's pretty good. There's a dragon at the end, <laughs> but the, there's also like fifty tie-ins. I don't know, like you don't. You only have to read the the main thing. I think you can get away with just reading the main thing. I mean, like a lot of also, the tie-ins are good, but also Daniel of the the Endless is in it. Daniel of the Endless is in that, and that's how we tie it all together. So we're <laughs> two minutes into this episode. <laughs> it's fine. We're gonna we're gonna get through it. So okay, but that's that's the first thing that I think is actually like pretty interesting is it does at least i mean look it's little and it's late but at least somebody's trying but it still doesn't mean okay anyway so he goes listen here's some more backstory uh they came to my place they blew everything up and for a while they were stuck in my world um but like man the seal has weakened yeah, now you remember that silver crystal you were looking for for a season and a half? Now it's the golden crystal is what you need, and also it's my head. Yeah, so this is where we where we find out that, again, he, he doesn't have a, sh- a horn. He has a big shard of crystal embedded in his head. Cool. <laughs> in every season, there is always a love interest who has a crystal embedded in them at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in addition... This is when he said he he they reveal because uh, because immediately Mina goes cool then you've got the golden crystal let's do this like just fucking stop the bad guys if you don't mind um and which is a great Mina line, yeah yeah he's <laughs> like okay awesome <laughs> done we got this uh, and that's when Chibi's like no you fucking guys he can't do it he can't use the crystal that's stuck in his goddamn head he's been looking for the person who can awaken the power of the crystal to which i wrote down to find looking 
I know. In my notes too, I had shut up, Chibiusa, please. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's looking very hard. Yeah, and then she's like having this attitude, which I really hate. Oh, that yeah. she thinks she knows it all. I really don't like this about her right now because she does this the entire episode. Oh, absolutely. Because she does. This is. I mean, this is the, the secrets she's been keeping from everyone, right. and they're immediately they immediately call her on that. They're like, mm-hmm. "What do you mean you know this?" Right. Like, why didn't you tell us? Yeah. Um, and then, and then Pegasus goes, yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not actually telling you guys this because I think you can help. I really don't tell this to anybody. Uh, it's a secret, but I was telling you Chibi because I thought maybe you were the one, but I guess not. So yeah, I guess Chibi, you're just gonna have to try harder to be good enough for me, I guess. <laughs> Uh, he sucks real bad he does and then he fades away and you find out he like so i guess like when we see pegasus he's not physically there even though they have ridden on his back yeah she's touching him yes she touches him with him too it's really that he's projecting this pegasus form from that place where he's tied up Uh uh-huh no, it's interesting too. On that shot, when he projects out, I get, an, and I guess when he projects back in, he's actually flesh colored versus that blue color. So when he came back, it, he turns back into that blue color. That's what I saw or noticed. That's weird. Like he's sort of alive for a second, and then he's not alive for another second. So then plants grow. Well, no, well then memory has a heart attack. Another one, yeah. <laughs> because plants grow. <laughs> yeah, and this, so this is another power where they just hey, you know, you know plants, not the earth. <laughs> Right. Good point. Also, uh-huh. not connected to spiders either. So, like, we're just finding out that Queen Nehalenia could just be like, yeah, uh, well, I guess I'll do my spider thing. Oh, that that's working. Cool. All right. I'll do my plant thing now. Like, what? Why? What? What? These are all just powers she had sitting around. Cool. Basically, what's happening is Earth. And again, this is an idea I really like. Yeah. Earth itself is in danger, and Memoru is connected to the Earth because he he's Sailor Earth, right? Mm-hmm. And so Earth being in danger affects him physically, and I think that's a really cool idea because it it damsels him, and it makes him unable to help Usagi. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've had 162 episodes of now Sailor Moon, and so any time that Memoru can't show up and help. It puts Usagi at a disadvantage. Is that necessarily a good thing? No. <laughs> there could be better storytelling done. But yeah, when Earth itself is suffering, Memoru suffers. And I like that. Which I assume in Crystal, he's just a withered husk. No, in Crystal, he's actually very much more useful than... Are you sure? Because like the Earth does not seem to be doing great right now. <laughs> you know what's funny? When I was watching this episode the other day, uh, my fiancé was watching it with me and he hasn't he hasn't really watched sailor moon entirely like i have but he commented like why is this guy always impaled or like in <laughs> injured? and then it was just funny i'm like i like how you made that observation because you don't really watch the show but you know he's always in this state it's true it's his deal uh we do get another thing that i really like which is mamaru is you know wounded and in bed and they put him in his jammies oh, well we're not there yet <laughs> i think it's really funny Oh, that's from the movie. I like the part. One of the, I like one of my favorite lines in the episode is we, when we cut back to Helios's body, and as you said, it's glowing blue. 
And Nelania says, Helios' soul is communicating with someone again. <laughs> and I just thought that was super funny. It's so rude when people's souls are communicating with each other when you're, you're trying to get their attention and stuff. So, so you, you pointed out they put him in bed. Now, here's what I think was lame about that is the Sailor Scouts and Tuxedo Mask are out there. The fucking entire, well, I don't know, neighborhood, city, country, world, unclear, is covered in spiders and plants. And they go, let's detransform and then go stand around Memoru's bed. And I understand Memoru is important and he's sick. But like that's that you just that, like if you show that scene, that's, you wouldn't even think the world is in peril. They're just all like hanging out in their normal clothes with normal lights on. They kind of always do that. It's ridiculous. Um, here's what I thought was uh, pretty weird about that scene is that Memory is a grown ass rich man who has a damn dorm bed. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I made a note about that too. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh shit! Oh, Memory with his what? fucking twin mattress. <laughs> His fucking blue like, steel twin this? mattress. I, I literally wrote, what is this prison bed? He's <laughs> Looking like the WWF cage from oh, the wow. 80s. His room looks different than what they've drawn before. Is this like his auxiliary? Is this like the Sailor Scout Infirmary that we don't know about? <laughs> that is funny. Oh, by the way, also, they're in like, oh, these aren't new clothes, right? These are the same clothes they were wearing last episode? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But again, I do like this because like Usagi doesn't like cry at this point like you saw he doesn't flip out she like she puts member in bed and she's like don't worry it's okay i got it you know mm-hmm. i i i'll i'll do this i promise which i always like when usagi mm-hmm. when when somebody's in danger and usagi's like it's okay i can fix it and then she goes and does sailor moon stuff because like that's what she does in the r movie that yeah. we like so much right that's what she does in crystal clear destiny yeah that's when i really love like love her character is when she like owns up and it's like i'll take care of this don't worry about me i don't need you Yeah. And it's it's good because it's like she's still like very kind about it. I think I think it's a really good thing mm-hmm. that she does. Like I said, this episode has so much good stuff and then so much like absolute trash. <laughs> There's some sketchy ass animation here. Yes. End of season, baby. Mm-hmm. When this when this when they all <laughs> budget's running low. When they all leave in a horde out of the room to leave uh, Usagi some time with Mamoru, they don't line up with that doorway properly. Like it looks like yeah, I I don't know how to explain it. Like like, Artemis walks on the doorway. Bah. Yeah. Uh. So then they go outside, and there is a parade of circus weirdos. And again, I think that's a really cool image. Yeah. Oh, listen, it's super weird. I mean, it. Yeah, it's very. It's it's Batman Returns. Oh yeah, you're right. Also, did they know to like look for his apartment specifically to greet them when they walked out. I thought that was very convenient. Yeah. Oh, oh really? A, a plot convenience <laughs> in Sailor Moon? You didn't have to try that on. A coincidence? They definitely know the Sailor Scouts are the Sailor Scouts at this point, both because we, they saw them transform last episode, but also like it's clear from the way they, they treat them here that they know that that's who they are. But I don't know how they knew to find them at Memoro's house. You're right. It doesn't make no sense. Uh... So are we going to talk about these guys? Are we going to talk about this uh, busty red lady? <laughs> We've seen, haven't we seen all these naked? people before or no? I'm sure we have, but I do not remember the smoking naked busty red lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's big and busty. You're right. And she blows smoke in Ami's face. Rude. Yeah. She, she, ha- she has Dolly Parton. Hair. Wait a second. 
I'm what? in the wide shot. Is that a weird like pasty she's wearing or something? What is going on down there? It is. I'm freeze framing it too. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> guess guess we know what our uh, episode image is going to be. <laughs> they look like cow udders. <sighs> That's troubling. <laughs> it's like what is it? Ten twenty. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> he just got to it. Actually, I thought those were the guy in front of her oh, who's no. got like the weird arms, but no, those. Pretty sure those are nipples, guys. I, I I'm thinking pasty, not nipple. Yeah, me too. The, mm, there's two. There's okay. another lady too with pasties. Where? Pasties on the left. She's this pink lady. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh yeah, not as best. She she looks like she might be wearing a suit. Also, Mac tonight is there. <laughs> He's he's definitely we've seen before, for sure. Please enjoy that very clutch Mac Tonight reference, everybody. Kids, Google it. That's from that time that a fast food chain thought it would use a song about a serial killer to advertise its... its uh, what was the song? Mac the Knife. Oh, yeah. From the Three Penny yeah, I guess opera. that is a... I guess that... Yeah, I guess that is a song about a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway... Oh, there's the yeah, there's the creepy bearhead ballerina. Um, the, there's the two faced person. Who's all of our all of our old favorites? Uh, I like that Usagi has that moment of like, "Hey, it's okay, I'll save you because I'm going to save the planet." And then she immediately goes outside, sees this bunch of circus weirdos, and like does a full on like plots, <laughs> which I think is very good. And they're and they're all talking their nonsense again about what dreams are and. You might become a jackass, but don't blame us. What the fuck does that mean? All right. Well, at least they're not saying like a dream is a dream of dreams anymore. Uh, which a child dream is a dream. No sense. N- never ever, never ever, never ever forget, forget to remember, remember a child's a dream is a child's dream, dream of is a dream of dreams. There we go. We almost it's forgot to remember. Bad. We did. How dare we? So then Chibi yells at them, and they form a. Uh, corridor through themselves. They line the the walk from from where they are straight to the circus tent. Yep. So that the scouts can just walk right to the mm-hmm. place of danger. Yep. And then that is our act break. <laughs> Jordan, do you like the show? Uh, this show, the one we do. Oh, Sailor Business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's fun. Lauren? Mm-hmm. Of course I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I like the show, too. Good. In fact, I like it so much yeah? that I wish I could financially support the show. Oh, my God. By giving as little as a dollar a month to, I guess, me? No, no, me, me, me. I mean, you you would, I guess, get some of it. And Allie would get some, and Jake would get some. Well, but I have some like, I would also get some. great news for you. Yes. You can do exactly that. All you have to do is go to the website patreon.com slash sailor business and you can sign up so that you can donate, like you said, as little as a dollar a month. You can go as much as whatever you can fiscally responsibly uh, afford. But it would be kind of neat if you would do that, Chris, because that would be like this weird endless loop. Like for every dollar you gave, you would get some of it back and then like but then some of that, what you got, would then end up coming back to us again. It would be like a crazy cycle. That honestly sounds like it would be a bad financial move for me personally. But I bet other people 
would have a much easier time figuring that out. I mean, it's a worse financial move for them because they don't get any of it back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, don't. Please don't tell people. (laughs) Yes, they don't get it back because it supports the show. You get it back in entertainment. You get it back in entertainment because... Honestly, honestly, you get a deal. Oh. Because if you like the show, here's the thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you like the show, and you give us a dollar a month, which is fine, which is like totally fine. I, I nothing but love for the people who are at the one dollar level and also the above that. But if you back <laughs> us one dollar a month, you're basically giving us like 15 cents an episode, including Xenobiz. So if you like this show a quarter an ep or a dollar an ep, or if you like it five dollars an ep, or if you're like, hey, if Chris and Jordan were in my town, I'd take them out to dinner once wow. a week. You can just slide that money on over. If you're like, I want to hear more of Jake. Wow, sorry. Well, don't be sorry. He's got a lot of podcasts, yeah. which are not recorded throughout. Yeah, yeah. Show. Don't don't give to us if you like Jake. <laughs> no, do give to us if you like Jake. I'm also, kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. <sighs> I would like to thank some people, Jordan. <laughs> I I would also like to thank them. Tell me who their names are. Uh, I'm going back a little bit just to make sure we've gotten everybody. So I want to say uh, thank you to Katie. Thank you, Katie. Uh, to Chad. Chad, thank you. To Christine. Thank you, Christine. To Jeff. Jeff, we appreciate your help. Uh, A big thanks goes out to Megan. Thank you very much, Megan. And to Catherine. Catherine, thank you very much as well. And I believe that is all the patrons we have to thank right now. Uh, If you are at the $15 level... Hey, wait, did we thank thank, uh, our good friend Helen B? I believe we did last episode, but you know what? Thanks, Helen. Just in case, yeah. Yeah, just in case, because we forgot you for a while. Apologies. If you are at the $15 level, heads up, you should be getting your pins pretty soon if you have not already. I haven't heard from anybody who's gotten them yet, but I know Jake uh, has made a post office run, certainly, by the time you hear Ooh. this. And we've had a bunch of them ready to go out. Uh, international people, it'll be a minute, but you'll get them. Don't worry. Don't you worry. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get mine. They're pretty cool. And again, special thanks to Katie Donnelly for those. Uh, once people start getting them, I am going to post the design online. So please, if you've oh, gotten yeah. yours, uh, once people start getting let them, I'll post pictures and we'll share them. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure you tag at Sailor Business on the Bab website. Uh, Jordan, yes. do you want to do a question speaking of the Bab website? Of course I do. Hey, uh, which of the senshis would have tattoo tattoos and what would they get? Uh, Makoto, quite obviously. What would she get? Full sleeve of flowers, full sleeve of baking. So double sleeves. Yeah. Wow. She's a badass, dude. I don't know if you know that. Probably one I, on her thigh, too, I think. Any idea what? Like a huge rose. I've seen those huge before. Rose. Yeah. Okay. They actually look really cool. Uh, I would be very surprised if Minako did not already have one, like, in the canon of the show where we are right now. What of and where? She'd probably have a tramp stamp. Oh, jeez. God only knows. Like, <laughs> some idol from two years ago, <laughs> yeah. like, on her shoulder blade. That's a good point. Oh, uh, 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 what, Al- 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 Alazine? Alazine, yes, Alazine. <laughs> uh, and Ray would have one of Michael. Hashtag, who's Michael? Oh. Uh, does, uh... Callback, baby. <laughs> do, does, uh, Mina... I'm sorry, not Mina. Does Makoto talk uh, Ami into getting one? I think Ami would have like a equation. Like yeah, yeah, like an equation, but I don't know of what. Well yeah, I don't know math. 
I, like I don't know enough about math to be like what would be a meaningful like equation that she would have emotions about. Does but. do any of our listeners have a math equation tattoo? Please send it to I've, us. I've seen math equation tattoos before, but I've mostly seen them on like you know physicists yeah, and, yeah. and we, mathematicians. They're they're pretty cool. We might have physicist listeners. We might. We might have math people. If they didn't get scared off by you dissing math all the time. Actually, we just recently got someone tweeting at us saying, uh, chastising you for making fun of me for being on the math team. Did I do that? A long time ago, yeah. I make fun of you for so much, Jordan. (laughs) It's very difficult to track. I think I have a short list of things I have not made fun of you for. Well, let's not read it because you'll make a joke. Like, uh, haircut? I think you've you've your haircut is pretty decent. Oh well, that's I don't even know um, if I agree with that, but thank you. I think that might be shoes. I don't really know anything about your shoes. I think yeah, that's it, great. though. Uh, hey, I got another question for you. Okay, what is each scout's Christmas song? <laughs> and they they followed up with uh, this is a uh, William Coney follows up with uh, who is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, and then in parentheses it's Usagi, of course. It, it, that's a good Usagi, but I think it would also be Minako. Yeah, me too. I agree with that. They both have the same song? That's not- Venus is the Earth's twin. That's, that's true. true. You're very similar. M- Makoto's is uh, Hard Candy Christmas, which is not actually a Christmas song. But, I don't think uh, I've ever heard of that. It's Dolly Parton. It is a beautiful, beautiful song. I want you to go... Okay, I want everybody to go listen to it after I tell you this story, which is that I went to Dollywood last year for Christmas. And they have a thing where you can ride like a a real old-fashioned steam train around the Smoky Mountains for a little bit. And since it was Christmas, they played Christmas music. And the first song they played was Jingle Bells. So it was Dolly Parton singing Jingle Bells. And the conductor was like, and sing along if you want. Song one, Jingle Bells. Song two, Hard Candy Christmas. Now, go look up Hard Candy Christmas and listen to it. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) beautiful song one of my favorites but not actually a christmas song it's not like a like the diehard of christmas songs like it's where people argue about i mean it has the word christmas in it so it is i think it's actually less thematically tied to christmas than diehard is wow harsh let's see what else what do we got uh i think mina's can also be santa baby mina's would definitely be santa baby the horniest of all christmas there you go yeah that you just nailed it Hey, would Ray be like, I don't celebrate Christmas? Or would she be like, no, I fucking, of course I celebrate Christmas. I mean, judging by this Sailor Moon Christmas album that I have, Ray certainly celebrates Christmas. (laughs) Okay. So it's not, I don't know if it's a religious holiday there or if they're just like, no, it's just a cultural. It's not. Yeah, it's more of a cult. Yeah. It's more for couples to spend time with each other on the day of. My understanding of of Japanese Christmas, which again comes entirely from manga and anime, is that it's much more romantic and then also like pretty secular and pretty Santa-ish. Cool. So I'm into that. All I know is they eat KFC. Yep. Have you guys ever heard of the Christmas cake syndrome that they have? Christmas cake syndrome? Uh, it, it's yeah, it's we have heard this. We talked about it on the show mm-hmm. because it's a thing about uh women uh, getting married by the time they're 25. Right. Cuz uh the the thing that we were told cuz this came up on the show. This is not my thinking, by the way. <laughs> but uh the the line is that a woman is like a Christmas cake. No one wants them after the 25th. Right. Now I remember. Yeah, yep, does that yep, sound yep, familiar? Yep. 
we talked about that pretty rough it is is rough it's an actual thing i've heard it from some of my girlfriends who live in tokyo yikes (laughs) they're they're super married now and everything but it it was a thing (laughs) i'm like oh this is real this is not something i just heard hey here's a really good question uh esteban is asking if (laughs) if the scout attacks were hair conditioners which one would you use (laughs) Moon healing activation. What is that? It means you have a shampoo, a, a, a conditioner called moon healing activation, or Jupiter Oak evolution, or Shine Aqua illusion. Which one would you buy? I guess those do actually sound like a really good conditioner. Now. Uh, my conditioner actually has avocado in it. It's from Lush, oh, so no. I guess mine would be Avocadora. That, that, that she's not a scout. Besides, we all know you're going to use Dead Scream. <laughs> It does. That sounds, that sounds more like a hair gel. The thing is, my hair does naturally have a lot of volume, so I do need to tone it down a little bit. There you bit, go. So. There you go. <laughs> Dead Scream works. I, I think I would use Shine Aqua Illusion. That sounds terrific. Dead Scream. <laughs> oh, I love Dead Scream. <laughs> All right, can we, uh, can we get back to the show now? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. We can. All right, we're back. So they fight the Amazonas Quartet, and no. they knock out Chibi's mirror, and we're no. done. No. And no. I get to go to bed now. No. <laughs> we got to give the people what they want. That's what happens at this point <sighs> in the show, Jordan. It's conversations that they want. Okay, we've had so much conversation about so much bullshit. Only one hour worth. That's nothing. Hey, if it helps, the next thing that happens is five minutes of transformations. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. There, there ain't a lot to the rest of this one. The transformations, by the way, look extremely good. I think these are the post movie. This is some HD mm-hmm. transformation. Sure. Have you watched Shira? By the way, Jordan. No, I'm not really into cartoons. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry. Do you? understand what i have to deal with everybody <laughs> it's this every it's been four years of this. uh no i haven't watched it i've heard it's good it's uh it's it's quite good but shira has a really good uh sailor moon-esque transformation sequence yeah somebody was just telling me about that uh like her tiara appears and all, like it's, it's supposed to be really cool yeah she gets all the hair uh also i love that shira is like seven feet tall and has like ripped shoulders <laughs> it's really good yeah, like I, they they started calling out that the Juban district was covered in spider webs, and that made me go like, "Wait, isn't it the whole world?" Or I know, <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> they just only think locally; they just don't care. This this is such a, and also this is a really breasty scene for the Amazonas Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you're not wrong. <laughs> I know there's like a lot of weird angles, a lot of upshots. <laughs> yes, a lot of a lot of weird angles, both in terms of camera and in terms of anatomy. <laughs> a lot of I know. Oh, and then it is kind of funny because what happens is they go like, "All right, like we're gonna fight you," and they're like, "Yeah, uh, cool. We'll see you inside," and they just <laughs> disappear. And the, yeah, they the scouts are like, "What? Hey!" <laughs> I swear to God, it's all that happens. They fight a bunch of circus weirdos. Everybody does their attacks. Yes, okay, look, we're, but we gotta talk about it. They fight a bunch of circus weirdos. 
and everybody does their attacks. Next scene. Does, 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 does the does your favorite uh, uh, smoking lady show up again? I don't remember. No. Oh yes, there, yes, I, yes. There, there she is. is in the middle of uh, Venus. Uh, what's Venus's attack? Love and beauty shock. Love and beauty yes. shock. Yeah, yes. I love that attack. I could not remember its name. All I could think of was uh, Love Chain and Circle, and that's not what it is. And so then the Amazonas Quartet are like commenting on how annoying it is that the girls are making it through everything. Also, this animation is super not so good. The running animation is yeah, yeah the bad. Running so bad. Yeah, it's uh it's downright Hanna Barbarian <laughs> at some points. Want Jerry Reed to come in with a, a fun song while they run around the uh the mirror hall. So here's something you totally left out, Chris, in your speed summary. Yeah, you're gonna say something and I'm gonna tell you I don't care, so go ahead. Your favorite character, Queen Nihilinia, gives the Amazonas Quartet upgraded powers. I do like that because Nihilinia shows up and the Amazonas Quartet are like, hey, can we have some new powers? <laughs> Which I wish is how everybody did it on the show. <laughs> I wish Usagi was just like, hey, Luna, can I get like some of that new shit? <laughs> this Tierra is not working. You got anything else in there? <laughs> and it works. Uh, she does give them new powers. Gives them some new orbs. Well, she <laughs> changes the orbs into black orbs. Uh, Wake me up. No, they're not. That, that's They're not evanescence orbs. They're called they're Amazon balls. Don't have a drop for that, I'm afraid. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Uh, so the scouts are inside the circus and they get on a really slow elevator. Yeah. The, <laughs> the slow elevator is hilarious. It's just like, hey, we're going to draw about eight feet of background and then just move it real slow behind the action. <laughs> oh, now this is when you find out Pegasus is a serial creeper. I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it all this entire There's scene. so much I love about this episode, and th- there's this. I know. Like, <laughs> who wants to? Who wants to reveal the the dark secret? <laughs> Lauren, would you like to take us through it? Okay. Well, basically, when they're going up this slow ass elevator, they're Ami's finally like, or suddenly revealing that she has also seen Pegasus in her dreams when she was little, and then all the other scouts are like, "Wait, you too." Us too. And it's been like, it's this collective thing of, yeah, Pegasus, we thought Pegasus was a dream thing. We all, we always just thought he existed in our childhood. And then Chibius is just like, no, he's mine. He's not just a dream. He's real. And that's how I interpreted the scene. You get, you get these shots of every single scout as a very young girl, like frolicking with Pegasus, looking exactly the same as he does now. The only good thing about this is you get to see all the scouts as kids and they have, they look, they have the exact same hair, which I think is very yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. but you don't see Ami. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. Huh? You don't see Ami, which I was really curious. Cause like, I feel like a like little kid Ami would not have that haircut. I just want to see what Ami looks like with long hair. That's all. Maybe they couldn't think of it fast enough <laughs> to animate <laughs> But like, because Jupiter right. still has her ponytail, and like Venus still has her bow, which is very funny to me. Of course, <laughs> they had their style. Just a series of increasingly large red bows for Minako, you know. They're very on brand with themselves, even when they're younger. So then the scouts get up into the normal place in the circus that we always see every episode, and out comes an elephant with an Amazon on it, and there's an Amazon on a trapeze and on a tightrope, and another one flipping. Yeah. Because they all have their little specialties. Yep. 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 Like, 
This vest, the Beast Trainer. Ah, the Beast Trainer, right, of course. So, uh, they start batting balls at them, uh, like baseball style, and uh, they all start blowing up on Jupiter. Uh, you are leaving out the best thing in the scene. Oh, let's hear it. Makoto catches them all? Yes. Well, most, all but one. Oh, almost all of them, yeah. That shit's dope. She drops one, and then explodes, and then they all start to explode. Yeah. And then there's just, you know, some hijinks. Some hijinks fighting. Are these rose petals? Or, or, or flower petals? Or what the fuck Who are knows? these things? Potato chips? I don't know. Mm, potato chips. <laughs> she throws potato chips at them. And what else happens? Uh... Oh, a giant ball that's going to roll over Ray, and uh, that's funny. And then she threw a whole thing of natto on the girls, which make them stick together. Have you right, yeah, that's them? the last thing. Is, yeah, she, she, it's like, what, what is it? So she says natto, or natto attack. So natto is a fermented soybean in Japan. Oh, that's it's, come guess, up before, I think. I love natto. It's my favorite. It just, I think it's funny. It's kind of common. How do you spell that? N-A-T-T-0. Oh, wow. T-T-O. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I did not realize Lauren was an elite hacker. Sorry. Okay, oh yeah. I'm looking at pictures of it. Gotcha. It's a Japanese breakfast staple. Ooh, this article says it will change my life. It does. It's so good for you. It's like their superfood. Often compared to funky washed cheeses or stinky socks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's is not- I don't Sound great. honestly. I don't think it smells. I've been eating it for more than fifteen years, and I've never. Maybe it's just I'm acclimated to it, but I've never noticed the smell. So I think that's just me. But my fiance, I introduced it to him when we first started dating, like three and a half years ago, and he like loves it also. So I don't know if he just didn't notice it either. It's one of those things. It definitely doesn't smell as bad as like, durian or stinky tofu, in my opinion. Okay. okay, durian's pretty rough. Pretty rough, and stinky tofu is just as rough too but not though i think honestly you have to splash it with soy sauce and then it just goes away and okay well, i mean i'll listen i'll try it uh, it's if, good if, for you it's like you should try it mm-hmm. so that's what she throws on them although i'm looking at pictures of it and it's like white and brown whereas the stuff on them is pink and purple. <laughs> it's like vomit not dough or pink and red yeah uh so so it it is a hundred percent sticks them to the ground they are completely uh, immobilized or four of the scouts, that is to say. All the non-moons. <laughs> right, the, the non-lunar scouts. The yes, planetary scouts. Yes, yes, also true. So then Twinkle Yell happens. But it happens slow and stupid. Why does it take 50 years? Why does she first form the bell and then go, the bell formed, I guess I should use it. Like, what, why, what? Are they just killing time? She also yeah. did a very Usagi oh. thing where like she screamed and was cry- scream crying. And then all of a sudden her power like manifested. Yep. Yep. I love how at this point you're asking, are they just filling time? Yes, Jordan. <laughs> yes. No. Yes, they are. That is what then, this episode is. Then they are doing bad at, at making shows. You don't say. <laughs> so she does the yell. You're right. And then they're like, hey, wait a second, is Pegasus in that girl? And then, uh, and then I do genuinely like this. Madame Zirconia shows up and goes, aha! <laughs> I knew it all along. <laughs> oh, I found the person whose mirror it is, just like I said I would. Well, but also, wait, hold on. Usagi does her attack on the Amazonist Quartet. 
Yeah, they don't die, though, so it doesn't matter. They're just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do kind of stage out a little, but it's like they're being... It, it, it's like... I don't know, like they're being blown by a leaf blower or something. It's not the yeah. devastating shattering that we have seen before. So, yeah. Madame Zirconia shows up, knocks out... Uh, uses uh, Zircon as an orb to knock out Chibius's mirror... And it's gold, except it's mostly like a pale yellow. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Let's worry about it. It's not gold. They do a bad job representing it as gold. I like how they're always they're all just staying there and not really looking to see where it's going. So it's just again very convenient for it to just come up from behind to bring out her mirror. <laughs> Damn. Oh, and also like Pegasus jumps in the mirror, which is weird. I thought that was weird too. Yeah, and then Chibi gets trapped in the mirror, which has never happened before. Well, no, this is this is the new thing. Like, first of all, also, Chibi is able to will her own mirror back in. She, like, grabs it and forces it back into herself. And then Zirconia just is like, poof, now you're in a mirror. Which is, I think she just gave her to Nehalenia? That was my interpretation. I guess, because Nehalenia's in a mirror. Right. Did you, this sh- you can't have mirrors do six different things. Well, because there's no consistency and that makes it hard to understand what's going on. Also, mirrors don't have anything to do with dreams. <laughs> is Nehalenia a dream? Who the fuck knows? I mean, I guess she <laughs> is, right? Based on what Pegasus told us earlier. Is she? Who can tell? We will find out. You know what this should have been? Metal? You know who should have been revealed to be the villain of this season? Uh, Molly. Wicked Lady. Again? Yeah, because Wicked Lady is like the evil dream version of Chibiusa. That's true. You're, uh, I, I, it's funny to me how like you've gone full, fully on board to this idea of dreams are just alternate realities. <laughs> yeah, man. They're just <laughs> stories, man. Oh, God. It's me, Neil Gaiman. Offer of American Goods. And now showrunner of the television show. Anyway. This is me old China Sandman. (laughs) It's the dumbest thing. I'm sorry. It's so funny. (laughs) That's the end of the episode, everybody. It is. That's accurate. (laughs) So let's talk about what we've learned. It's time for Sailor Businesses. Lauren, we will start with you. What, if anything, (laughs) did you learn from this episode of Sailor Moon? What did I learn? I learned that... (laughs) Oh my god, this episode was very difficult to learn anything from. I learned that every child supposedly had Pegasus in their dreams, too, when they were younger. Yeah. I, like, it seems like that's the, the deal, is that, like, the idea here is, why is Pegasus the king of dreams? Well, because everybody dreams of Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's right. a prince of stories. That's not he is. real. What are you doing here? We don't have men on our show. Oh, hey, sorry, I'm back. I left. Did Neil get in here? <laughs> he did for a second. It was weird. Jordan, what did you learn from the episode? Um, oh, God, what did I learn? Uh, well, there there was a, a, an astonishing thing that uh, Chiba Yusa was the one with the gold mirror the whole time. Did you, did you not know that? No, I thought that was pretty interesting. Also, I learned that you could survive with crystal shards embedded in your head. Hmm. That's true. How about you, Chris? That's actually science. 
Uh, I learned that if you ever want to, like, really find a revelation about a shared mental experience you've had, just take a real slow <laughs> elevator trip, like Mass Effect. <laughs> like, just take a real slow and revelatory elevator trip. Makes sense to me. So that's the episode. What a frustrating, what a frustrating show. <laughs> so, like, there's so almost a good idea in here. And And look. In all fairness, at this point, this show had been on weekly for th- three, almost four years. So, you know, f- fair, to, in all fairness, it's a lot easier for me, 22 years later, to sit here and be like, hey, they should have just gone back and rewritten the whole season after they figured out what it should have been about. But they were making one of these every week. But God Almighty, <laughs> if only it could have been good. Yeah. Do you guys know the deal with the golden crystal? Like its actual use? Or has someone told you before? What do you mean by its actual use? Um, well, spoiler, it's actually Tuxedo Mask's crystal. Oh, they yeah, don't make... my wife was yeah. saying that in the manga. Yeah, in the manga. They don't make it to be that in the anime at all. But in the manga, it's actually it's the equivalent of the silver crystal. So it's his crystal. Why does he need a crystal? He has because a planet. He's the, he is the prince of Earth. He's a prince of Earth. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not even a Neil Gaiman thing. That doesn't. Uh, <laughs> but it's a story, isn't it? Well, all right, you got me there, Neil. Uh, when we were watching it, Devin kept saying to me, "Like, no, Mamoru is going to be the one who can activate it." And I'm like, "No, you're crazy to think that. It's going to be one of the sailors' moves." Oh no, it's his. Like on his staff, like Bio King and Endymion's staff, it's meant to go like on the top, like how her staff has the silver crystal also. So it's like it's, it's a thing that sort of leads on to Crystal Tokyo, but that's more manga canon than anime canon. Oh brother. Yes. That's what I gotta say about that. <laughs> I know. All right, so that's the episode. Lauren, you've been a delightful guest. Yeah, so thank, thank you. you for <laughs> thank you for ending your tenure on that bummer of a piece of information. <laughs> but please uh, tell everyone if they would like to uh, continue being your friend, how sure. they can find you online. Um, we could be Instagram friends. I'm on Instagram.com slash Lauren dot Victoria dot Reyes. R e y e s. All righty. Pretty much it. Yep. Uh, Jordan, how about us? Where can everybody find us? You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. You can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, he has a bevy of other podcasts that he works on that you should check out in their own individual places that you can find through him. Uh, How about you, Chris? I'm on the bad website as at the isb and you can also find plenty of stuff that i do at your local comic book store uh including out right now as you are hearing this the uh 2018 merry x-men christmas special holiday special where uh every page is a day in december it's a comic book advent calendar edited by jordan and it's very very fun and i've got some stuff in there yeah also, plenty of other back catalog stuff. Read Sleepwalker. It's really good. You liked it better than Darkhawk? I actually did like Sleepwalker a little bit better than Darkhawk. I like Darkhawk a lot, but I really think we 
of all the stuff we've done at Marvel, this is only stuff that you and I care about, Jordan. But if this makes it into the show, that's fine. Uh, of all the stuff we've done at Marvel, I think we did what we've what we set out to do in Sleepwalker probably closer than anything else we've done. Wow. All right. Yeah. Nice. And I think it turned out Archivus is really good. I like Archivus. It's a, it's a fun book. I, I think she's going to come back one day. So that's it. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> uh, but we will be back next week when we are watching episode 163 of Sailor Moon Supers, which is called Labyrinth of Mirrors, Chibi Moon Captured. And until then, keep your eyes... Nope. <laughs> I said keep your nope. eyes on Sailor Business. <laughs> nope. Again, Jordan, four years of oh, Okay, you're right. You never mess up the opening. Nope, not once. Just keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor Moon.